to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host and very good friend is Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Married at First Sight, Season 10, Episode... What are we on? Like 28 or 27? Now? 27. 27. Oh yeah, it's not Wednesday, is it? It's Tuesday. My God. Chris, where would you like to start today? Well, I was laughing to myself as I did the normal intro. Another episode, Dave. Now, I've just racked it up in my head. Are you ready for this, Dave? We've done 84 episodes of reality TV since we started Love Island and Maths continually. In parallel, that is unbelievable. By the time this finishes, because we had 57 episodes of Love Island and we're now on the 27th episode of Maths, we are 100% going to be hitting over 100 episodes, Dave. It's only the middle of March, isn't it? I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that is so a just, lot of watching. <laughs> just throw that one in there, Dave. But anyway, uh, let's just talk about the main event of this whole episode, pretty much. So we had the, the square, Leighton Melinda, Bronte, Harrison, and... Leighton, for me, Dave, is a Muppet. He's absolutely, we said this about, we were talking about in the last episode about like, you know, I can imagine Harrison and Bronte high-fiving, thinking, you know what? We need to get rid of another couple who doubts our relationship and we need to do a number on them. And that's exactly what's happened. And especially with Leighton, Dave, because he has bought everything Bronte. Bronte is the fakest person on this show. But for some reason, he's going to her for his fucking counsel, for his fucking advice. I'm like, you're with a woman who's allowed Harrison to gaslight her, get phone numbers for other girls, split up with her at least three times in this seven-week journey, but yet you're still taking advice from her. You know she's fake. And he's, and I'm just, I was so frustrated at the start watching this, Dave. I don't quite know how I feel about the opening to this because I, I I felt sorry for him more than anyone else to be honest. I I'm empathising with him. I think yeah, he's a bit soft, maybe a bit naive. I mean, it, it was so blatant how bloody Bronte was gaslighting him, and just doing it with such glee, such a smile on her face, you know, acting like she's his best mate and basically pouring poison into the relationship. But even if he hadn't bought it, you know, we just have to think to, he he did spit his dummy out a bit, didn't he? When he found out about the challenge and stuff, he wasn't comfortable. But the thing is, no one gave a shit. It's like, oh, Leighton, you're uncomfortable. Yeah, but it doesn't matter, does it? Just get on with it. No one was actually listening to him. And, Melinda wasn't listening to him either. And the thing that really pisses me off about Melinda is he's saying, like, you know, you made me feel this way. And she's she's like, I just want to have some time. It's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But what I need is this. (laughs) I need you to be here. I need you to come here and apologize. And I I must admit, I was with him. I was with Leighton. I'm like, apologize for what? When she sat there, like, you know, I'm waiting for an apology. I'm thinking to myself, well, you'd be waiting a fucking long time. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually thought he handled it pretty well. You know, he, he didn't sort of get agitated by it at all. But, 
you know, so sad, isn't it? Unfortunately, the once the tears come out and she's like, oh, oh, I'm so upset. Oh, oh you know, I, I, I can't do this anymore. Can't do this anymore. And she walks off and it's like, oh no, but he's got to follow her. You know, and it's all part of the fucking theatre of it all, isn't it? So honestly, I I was in Leighton, Leighton's corner on this one, to be honest. I, I thought Harrison and Bronte, and we'll come back to them. Let's put a pin in that. But them two, we know what they are. But Melinda just really fucking wound me up. So I, I what did you reckon to her role in it all? You know what, Dave? I saw it completely different. I was sort of empathising with her because I thought you, she's absolutely been done over by Bronte and Harrison. He was just buying everything, all the Kool-Aid that Bronte was, was telling him. He was buying it completely at face value. It was all Melinda's fault. I don't agree with the, the apology. I don't know what Leighton did wrong. He, he voiced his views. I agree with that, what you said, Dave. I genuinely did. But I think she was probably more annoyed because her arch nemesis, which apparently, Dave... She stayed up till two in the morning drinking wine with and talking about life because Harrison reveled in telling Leighton that one when they were having a drink at the bar, Dave. And I was like, oh, yeah. So Harrison had already said in the last episode, she may fall in love with me, which I forgot to mention because he's such a prick. But for me, it's just Bronte and Harrison. I can overlook what Melinda did. I think you're right. There's a bit of neediness there. But I did feel sorry for her. I think she was like, how is this happening to our relationship? How have they let the two most toxic people get between us. I do agree mm. with you, though. There is a bit of fear to there, Dave, without a doubt. The camera's following and the, the pretend like shot where it looks like the cameramen are not really watching them, and it's like it, the, the camera gets a bit distorted and that, you know, like it's like, oh, my God, we need to get the camera on. We know all that set up. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I felt sorry for her because I, I, I thought it seemed quite genuine. It just seemed to be like... Leighton was just not picking up on the fact that they were just absolutely high-fiving, texting each other, playing this horrible game. I just think Harrison and Bronte are the most horrible people I've seen on reality TV. But again, we need them, Dave, because if they weren't here, this show would be <laughs> shit, wouldn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just think back to when Leighton found out about the initial challenge. He said he was very clear he felt uncomfortable with it. When a bloke says that, it doesn't seem to mean anything. If Melinda had said, I'm totally uncomfortable with this, it would have been a different story. But no, she's having a go at him. He's packing. He's he's leaving his things. She stood in the way so he can't actually wheel his suitcase out and stuff. It, it just it was manipulative for me. But... So, so we see we've got both bases covered there. So, you know, yep. people listening can either think I'm an arsehole or you are. <laughs> <laughs> but um, for, for Bronte and Harrison, right? I can't make my mind up if it's gone too far now, because it's almost like winking to the camera. You know, it's almost like breaking the fourth wall. They're, they're so ridiculous and they're so taking the piss out of the whole experiment. You know, I mean, Harrison is utterly putting on an act and so is Bronte. And it's so yeah. transparent. It's so see-through. And so I don't know. It, it, for me, it, it just, I don't know. It's almost gone too far. I'm getting a bit bored of it now. Like no one's actually fucking calling them out. For, for putting on this act. 
No, and, and, and the ones who have, like Claire, well, she's gone now because of Harrison threw a little crumb out there to Jesse. He bit. All right, there was baggage there. Claire was no saint. We know that. We've watched we've had him. But, but again, Melinda and Leighton, it's like what they've done is they've distracted Melinda from going at them now because she's got to fight for her own relationship. He's, he's, he's done it with a few people, the same thing, you know, and I agree with that. I think you're right. It's like, it's got to the point where, I think it's a great example, actually, the fourth one. It's got to the point where you're just like, we know what's coming. We know that mm. they are, Bronte's going to absolutely deny anything that's thrown at her regarding Harrison. She's going to tell us all what a great relationship she's having, even though she had a, like a bit of a breakdown a couple of episodes ago, which was forgotten when she realized, hang on a minute, I'm not allowed to show any true feelings because we're in on this fucking pantomime mm. that we're doing. I think that's, I think that is something. And also, I think you're right. No one's pulling them up on it up until the uh, boys night day. There's a little bit there, but yeah, the, I just get what I got, what I find ridiculous is it's Bronte's facial expressions, Dave. It's that like, I don't care. And then when she's talking to the camera, even when she was talking about Leighton, I'm like, I don't believe anything you're yeah. fucking selling here. I don't believe any of this dialogue. I don't believe you believe it yourself, but you're telling us this story just to fucking throw Leighton and Melinda's relationship up in the air. So yeah, what <laughs> a pair of fucking bellends, but <laughs> it makes you infuriating. And again, we always so just said it a minute ago, take them out of the equation and what have you got? Not a lot, really. I think there would still be drama. And in previous seasons, we've we've seen, you know, we know it. a lot of it is set up. You know, the situations are set up and stuff. I think we'd still have an entertaining show. I don't recall another couple, though. Just basically, it seems to me like they're taking the piss out of the show. Yeah. You know, it seems like they're just going in and creating drama. I mean, in the boys' night, right, when Adam's there and uh, Harrison's having a go at him, it's just like, look, you've got to come here and own it. I haven't heard you owning it. It's like, it's almost like he was playing a character. It's almost like he was imitating John or something. I was going to say, yeah, that's what, I've written. <laughs> that's what I've written down. He was playing right. John. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, wasn't it? It was like... He was he was doing an impression almost, and that's the thing that just takes you out of it. I want to see people get really annoyed. I mean, Adam did seem really annoyed because he he didn't seem to pick up on the the kind of jokiness of it. Or, I don't know if it's intended to be a joke, but I mean, it it came across that way that you know, and the fact that you actually see Harrison, he's not winking at the camera. I couldn't see who he was winking at. But he did wink at someone, you know, when uh, he's yeah, he having did. a go at Adam. And it's just like, I don't know. I I, I, I am honestly bored of the Harrison and, and Bronte show now. I mean, I mean, I've said from very early on that Bronte is in this as much as Harrison is. And I think every episode I've seen since has just solidified what I already thought. Yeah, and I think what makes it even worse, Dave, is the experts have just given them a pass, haven't they? They just they've gone at who the wrong people. Harrison yeah. probably should have been threatened with being kicked out for his gaslighting. I mean, we saw what 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 got me is Adam wanted a reaction from Harrison. He did. We've never seen him lose his temper, have mm. we? 
And he did, and he went, oh, he smashed the glass there, and he called him boy, I think. And yeah. that's like, that. Even in a normal situation in a pub after a few drinks, that's pretty much let's go outside talk, isn't it? You know, let's have a punch-up or whatever. Yeah. So I think Adam wanted a reaction. However, I also think what Adam said to Harrison was right. It's like, you don't take accountability. No one holds you to yeah. task, Harrison. What does he do, Dave? Does Bronte. Gets up, walks off, pulls himself to one side. And like you said, I love that, the way he's talking, like, John... Yeah, yeah, you just not you know yourself. Can't you blaming everyone? He's like, I've fucking said. Adam's going. I've just said it, and it's like he's got a script he's got to say. And even yeah. if Adam had already said that all the things where he said he's not held accountable, he even admitted all that. I was wrong. Yeah. I gaslit. I lied. Harris is like, no, I've got to get my lines in. I yeah. got to get my lines in. <laughs> no matter whether you've already apologized, I've got to get these in for TV. It's so fucking bizarre. I must admit. It was mad, wasn't it? Because even I was questioning, because when Adam was apolog- or semi kind of half apologizing, but not really when he was in the experiment, we, we were calling him out and saying, you yeah, know, there's no apology there. It's always like, you know, maybe a half, I'm a bit sorry about this, but there's here's the, all these extenuating circumstances. But here, it did seem like a genuine apology. He was just saying, I'm sorry I messed you about, you know, and all, all the guys and whatever. It's like, no, come on, Adam, you never take ownership of this. <laughs> <laughs> Even I'm scratching my head, I'm thinking, that kind of sounds like he is. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the, again, it, I don't know a, a production in on it. I don't think they are. I think this is just something Harrison's decided he's going to be this caricature of, of someone, you know, in the experiment. And it, it's just bizarre. You, you just, when you're watching these reality shows, right, you, you're looking, or at least I am, I'm looking to see authentic human behavior in, you know, not ordinary circumstances. But yeah, the the Harrison and Bronte thing is just totally taking it taking me out of it. And even before the the girls' night got properly going, the fact that Claire got in there and Bronte's like, no, no, I'm not talking to you because you 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 know criticise my relationship. So it it was like she had the agenda to like stir some shit, you know, straight off the yeah. bat, and like her posture. The way she sat, the facial expressions, everything, so theatrical and dramatic. It's just, it's not, it's not what I love about reality TV, to be honest. No, and I think, you, you, I mean, there was two little things that got me, Dave. We've seen fucking, you know, absolute maniac Mel talking Mel's back. No, you fucking not, because nobody cares about you, you fucking sex maniac we don't want to see you and luckily we only saw shannon say one thing and it was like don't give these two fuckers any time like the fact that rupert's like yeah yeah josh seems pretty good uh (laughs) shannon not so much (laughs) (laughs) yeah you got a bit of points there rupert but but you're saying about the animated side of it when bronte was telling that story about late into the group and nobody's fucking asked in the group it just reminded me of olivia when she went yeah, we need to talk about the elephant in the room, Ron. <laughs> and I'm just like, nobody <laughs> cares one fucking bit what you're saying. And then she's like, well, I don't know what's going on in that other apartment. And I'm like, you fucking shit stirrer to the end again. And that's yeah. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sandy stepped in and went, do you really think he's got feelings for you? Oh, hang on a minute. Bronte doesn't like summer. I'm leaving. See ya. And someone said, didn't they? That's the fourth time she's walked out on the fucking these get-togethers. She's fucking... Oh, I think... I actually think now, as this goes on, I think she's worse than Harrison, Dave. I really do. Because it's just... She's literally allowing herself to be exploited and anything just to stay relevant in this this whole... Um, what's it? Um, what did they call it? Experiment. Experiment. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I just think they're as bad as each other. I think... You know, for a, a short amount of time, they were probably maybe thinking, you know, we should try this out. And then uh, around week two or something, they've stumbled across this plan, you know, and they've discussed off camera and they've decided to create these personas. And it's like, oh, you know what? You know what would be really funny if we turn up and like we're totally madly in love and we're, we're having this really hot sex you know, and that, that'll really fucking throw everyone. It'll be so funny. And then we'll create a bit of drama. And, you know, I'm sure there's a bit of ad-libbing as they go along there. But it's just, it's just fucking childish. You know, if, if we're going to have drama, I want it to be authentic. I want to believe it. But everything is just so full of shit. And the storming off, I don't know if that's part of the plan. Or, you know, there's only there's only so much kind of lying you can do, you know, and if people start picking holes in it, you know, it, it takes more energy to, to like counter that and come back with it. So it's like, Oh, you know what? They're getting a bit close to the truth here. So I'm just going to storm off. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It's like, as soon as anyone starts to criticize the relationship, cause she knows it's full of shit anyway. You know, so I, I just think it, it's it's just hilarious. But no one really calls her out still. No. They're still like, do you not think uh, Harrison's emotionally manipulating you? I'm pulling my hair out when the girls are saying that. It's like, no, can you not see it? I mean, I think Mel is kind of onto it. I mean, she, she sort of knew that Bronte had said something to Leighton. But then yeah. she doesn't really pick her up. I mean, like you say, when Bronte's telling the story about Leighton, it's clear it's bullshit because it's just she's describing a character who doesn't exist. She's like, oh, Leighton came in, said, Bronte, get yourself a glass of wine, you know, and sit yourself down because I've got something to tell you. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, the Leighton we've seen would never, ever say anything like that like that so it's clear that you're bare minimum exaggerating what's been discussed so you know it, it's just for whatever reason mel in the group setting is not actually saying to the other girls do you not think bronte's like just like harrison yeah it's fucking <laughs> it, dave it's great Let's be honest. It's fucking great. It's infuriatingly <laughs> great, but it is. It's just stupid. And I think that there wasn't a lot more to it. Apparently, Alyssa and Duncan are getting back to somewhere. She came back. She saw a, a, a lad, so she was a lot happier, Dave. So we got a little bit of that. That's not the end of it. We know it's not. But no. for the storyline <laughs> of this episode, you know, that's where we come. But what did you think, Dave? Did we get the preview? And there's a little bit at the start of the episode of Cam and Lindell, Dave. All is not rosy there, is it? 
No. I, I just think he's so out of it. I just think he's not asked at all. And when they're talking about, you know, dating, like it's, earlier in the episode, it, it's quite uncomfortable because he's saying, well, you know, got this career, this fucking mad career, you know, that I've been offered. It's amazing. I mean, you know, not so amazing that I want to go and do it straight away. I want to come on maths and have a, have my 15 minutes like, but you know, I could be away for five or six months and you know, there's no point you moving to Darwin because you know, you could be anywhere. I could be anywhere, you know, but this five to six weeks at the beginning, we see the preview for tomorrow where it's like, wow, could be away for six months. Suddenly, Chris, the, the brief has changed and the timeline is, you know, stretched right out. And it's like, look, grow a fucking backbone. Fucking just say if you're not into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it seems like it seems like he, he's doing quite a spineless thing and he's throwing these things out there so he doesn't have to actually admit that he's not really into that relationship. Yeah. He's trying to get Lindell to actually make the call on it. Yeah, because you're right, because he says, when she says, so I'll, I'll come to Darwin and then you'll be gone. For, and she, he went, nah, you won't be moving to Darwin. <laughs> and yeah. I'm just like, just call it now, guys. Just call it. Sometimes you've just got to say, we're done. And, and, yeah, it was just bizarre. And obviously the video for the next episode shows that it's going to get worse for this, these two, Dave, without a doubt. He, I think he's sneaky. I've said it from the start. Mm. There's something not right about him. He's got either someone else on the side or something because he is just completely away in this relationship. He really is. I don't believe anything that he's been doing. And I think, you know, apparently there is stuff out there, but I haven't looked at it, thankfully. But it, it, there's something just off about this guy. So, yeah, I think they just need to finish. They're not compatible. They're on the other side of Australia. He's not going to move. Apparently this job is the fucking job of a lifetime, Dave, you know, so why would he move? Uh, why would he go on maths? And, you know, if it's a job of yeah. a lifetime, wouldn't why wouldn't you start it as soon as you could? Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> no, no, you're right. I've got no, I, I've got no, nothing to come back on that. I agree. You know, it, in that first week, I had quite high hopes for this couple. I mean, it seemed, you know... Compared to some of the others, it seemed like they had a fighting chance, but I, I just think he's he's not been putting anything in. And again, you, you have to go back to that episode with his mother in, and you sort of think, you know what, Lyndall, you're better off without. Yeah, yeah, I agree, Dave. I agree. So, Dave, it's nearly the end of the week for maths. We've got one more episode to go. Oh, it's a dinner party, get... though, isn't it? It is. I can't <laughs> wait. But we actually get a break. That's the thing. We actually get a break, Dave, now that Love Island's finished. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do with all this free time? It's going to be like fucking Stockholm Syndrome, isn't it? Going to be watching replays <laughs> of Love I Island. <laughs> I won't, Dave. I'll be sleeping. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> I don't have enough sleep as it is. Um, but no, mate, it's been great. A great, great uh, journey again with all this stuff. So if you want to email us, guys, cdrealitycast.gmail.com go to follow us on social media at cdrealitycast as always Chris and Dave Facebook page is Chris and Dave's reality TV cast is the Facebook page but there you go and uh, if you do want to support us go over to patreon.com forward slash cdrealitycast so the roll call of honour a massive thank you to everyone who supports us on Patreon guys we do appreciate it is 
Larissa, Helen, Alex, Macy, Nicholas, Maeve, Emma, Fiona, Cassie, Megan, Kate, Maggie, Kristen, Zoe, Gillian, Keith, Helen, Brianna, Chloe, Luke, Noreen, Joanna, Libby, Katie, Dee Dee, Susan, Hennessy, Tracy, Lauren, Lucky, Lulu, Green, and Kate Nostalgia. So thank you so much, guys. Dave, amazing work, mate. We are still rocking. We are, like I say, one more episode for the week and then sleep time. Uh, that will be quite good. <laughs> So, thank you very much mate thanks to everyone out there who listens to us and supports us and we'll speak to you next time bye <laughs>